Okay, friends. Happy New Year and welcome to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Doris Swift, your host, and I'm so thankful that you're listening in today. And this is a really cool episode. I'm doing something I've not done before. What I am doing today is I am actually running episode 84 again for you. It was my episode with Katie Horner. God plants desires in your heart so he can fulfill them in the future. And it actually first released on January 11th of 2022. But this episode has been the most downloaded episode. I think that's how you would say that. It has had the most listens and the most downloads of any episode I've ever put out. So I thought it would be wonderful to start out the year with running this episode again, because I know many of you probably missed it, or if not, it is certainly worth your time to listen to it again. Katie is so encouraging, and she has a great message for us about how God does plant desires in our heart and how he does fulfill our desires in the future. And they may not always look the way we think they're going to look, but he always has something better planned for our good and his glory. So listen in while I have a chat again with Katie Horner. And I do plan to invite her back on the show, but we're going to rerun this episode so that you can hear exactly what she told us back in January of 2022. Stay tuned for our conversation. But first, here's a message from Access More. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hey friends, welcome to episode 84 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Dara Swift. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I am excited about today's show. My guest is Katie Horner, and we're going to be talking about dreaming in the details and how God gives you dreams and equips you and provides all you need for these dreams and visions he's given you to come to fruition and come to life. But before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that Fierce Calling is part of the Spark Network, and it is an amazing network of Christian podcasts and is now available on the Edify app. So if you don't have the Edify app, you can download it for free at the Apple or Google Play stores and start listening to some really awesome Christian podcasts. So check that out. So God, yeah, he is planning these desires and dreams in our hearts and he wants to fulfill them and he may do it now or sometime in the future and maybe that future is tomorrow or next week or next year or the next season of your life and Katie is going to talk about that. She's also going to share her story about how God walked her and her family through a really difficult desert time in ministry work and into a fruitful time of living out the vision that he gave her as a child. So impactful and powerful. 
you'll just want to make sure to listen to the whole thing. And she's also going to talk about how God is now using her to equip others in fulfilling their God-given dreams and visions. And you know what, friends? We can volunteer at church and we can volunteer for organizations. But when we do ministry work and that's something that we've been called to do, it's okay to be paid for the work that we do. And she's going to show us how that is biblical. And I know what Katie has to share will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Katie Horner. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I am so excited today to welcome my friend Katie Horner. She is a wife, a mom to five kiddos, and a phenomenally gifted faith-based coach, and we're going to hear more about that. Her story and what God has done in her life from leaving everything behind to serve in a foreign country, to betrayal by leadership, to an incredible journey in building a six-figure business is a testament to God's faithfulness, and he is using her in a powerful way to impact the world for Christ. So welcome to the show, Katie. It's so great to have you today. Thank you, Doris. I'm excited to be here. I know that you have quite a bit to tell us today, and I've been looking forward to having you on the show. You know, God has just a way of connecting people and reconnecting people, and I knew that it was meant to be that you were going to be on Fierce Calling, because you sure have one, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Yeah. So, uh, my story starts probably when I was a small child and always, um, had this vision of peace by the seashore. I was anything that anytime I was troubled and and went to draw a picture, it was always the sunset over the water with a sailboat and, you know, just this, this really tranquil sea granted I lived in the mountains of Western North Carolina And so we were like 12 hours from an ocean and I didn't even see the ocean until I was probably 12, but somehow God had planted in me that picture. And so fast forward to meeting my husband, um, we always rented because we knew we wanted to serve the Lord on a foreign mission field. Um, We had a baby. We started raising our own funding to come to Mexico as missionaries. And we first went to the desert, which I know has nothing to do with the ocean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but a couple of years into that, God changed our direction and um, took us to the other side of Mexico through a rather messy ministry separation. Um, and we went to the other side of Mexico near the water to work in a children's home. And we were here for about uh, nine months thinking that we would be the next, you know, she'd, she'd asked us to come as sort of the next generation of leadership for this home. And um, the missionary widowed lady was, was up in years, you know, and about nine months into that move, um, she's like, I'm sorry, our national staff don't want you as their leaders. You have to go. <laughs> and wow. so very difficult situation, you know, and, and yet like we didn't have credit cards we didn't have a, a work visa. We didn't have enough money to go back to the States. We didn't really want to go back to the States to know what we do. Um, we loved Mexico and we wanted to stay here. Um, and to do that, we realized we were going to have to find a way to provide for ourselves because in those two different ministry separations, um, we'd lost a lot of our emotional support and most of our financial support. 
And so um, what ended up happening is that we started a business to provide a homeschool curriculum method that didn't exist in the Spanish language prior to that. And we're able to bring that to the Spanish world along with online trainings for Spanish speaking homeschoolers. And then along the way, started teaching other women in English how to build their businesses online. And one day, as my husband and I um, often do, we were walking by the water at sunset. And I happened to look out over the Bay of Campeche, right at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico, right there. And the sun was going down and there was a boat and it just brought back that vision of what it had as a kid every single time. And there was that clarity that regardless of what I've walked you through, this is what I've been preparing you for all your life. Mm. And, you know, we've, we've gone through ministry trauma. We've gone through ministry change. We've gone through desert times in our life and our business. Mm. And yet the Lord has walked us through each one of those situations to get us to where we are today. And our business today is doing six figures you know, coming from ministry background with no business education, learning it all. God is just blessed incredibly. And our business now provides more ministry than we dreamed we could ever have, you know, and it's just, I, I can't, I never get tired of telling the story of how God plants those desires in your heart so that he can fulfill them in someday in the future. And it's, it's just the best place to be. Awesome. That is so beautiful. And how you know, even after all this time, the emotion still comes out in you because it is like a love letter from the Lord direct to your heart. When you see what you envisioned as a child, the vision he gave you and things coming to pass, Mm -hmm. I think it's so just awesome to hear and encouraging because Sometimes we don't skip right to the end of the story and it's never the end of the story, but I mean, you know, there's things in the middle and it doesn't mean that he isn't going to allow you to walk in the dreams that you have. Sometimes it looks a little different than you think and Mm -hmm. not to allow those things to just die and just be discouraged in turn Mm -hmm. from him because he's right there. And I love how... You went there, you stepped out in faith to go to another country, learn another language, and begin doing these um, things that you thought you were there to do, but God had other plans for you. So that's really exciting and encouraging for the one who is listening right now who isn't quite sure what direction She's supposed to be going in and maybe she's transitioning from another business. Maybe she's had a career and God has put on her heart that, you know, maybe she would begin doing some things. What are some great steps that she might take first? Well, you know, I, I really do think that God puts in our hearts, those visions that he wants to fulfill those desires, right? It's not that he's given us a blank check kind of that verse, uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think it's that those people who delight in the Lord find out that the desires they have as they follow him are desires he put in them because he wants to fulfill. And so I think one of the things that um, for whatever mindset reasons or, or false belief blocks that I may have had 
um, growing up, one of the things that I never really allowed myself to do was to, to dream big and to say, what do I want to do? Right. Like I, I had the dream of going overseas and serving the Lord overseas, but beyond that, I didn't have many details to it. And I think as the Lord has walked us through these different transitional experiences, I've learned to dream in the details. That's good. And, you know, he's, um, there's a scripture verse. I can't remember the reference right now. Maybe we can look it up and put it in the show notes, but that talks about, um, God is, is asking us to command him concerning the works of his hands, Mm. right? uh, Concerning the works of my hands, command ye ye, me, I think is the actual scripture Mm. in, in King James. And so it's, it's that idea of, you know, all these good things are at your disposal. What do you want to do? And then building the life and the business around that. One of the things that we love about being in Campeche, Mexico, where we are now is the history, the Hacienda history and the European history that goes with that and the Mayan history and all of that. The Lord allowed us to purchase a 250 year old home here that we're restoring gradually to be a historic bed and breakfast someday. And the vision for that is to be this retreat center and this, you know, an Airbnb or a bed and breakfast where we can host people and minister to them. You know, when we were going through all of those traumatic transitions, we didn't have anyone who understood what we were going through, who could really minister to us. And we now know what that's like and are able to reach out to other people in similar positions to be able to say, we know, we understand what you're feeling. We know you need quiet. We know you need a place to just be. We know you need um, time with your family where there's no judgments about anything that you you're doing or, you know, how you choose to spend your money this week or whatever the case may be. And that's a vision that we have. And the Lord has given us so many details about this that I have pictures of what the house is going to look like when it's done. Mm right and we had i had a vision in my head of what the what the tile would look like which we finally put in after 5 years in the house you know and what the the porches are going to look like when they're finished and the lord is slowly allowing all of these things to come to pass and bringing that vision to life mm. to where our our first apartment is going to be open for rent in in the new year this year you know like so long we've we've envisioned this and so i think my my advice to those that are in transition is to allow yourself to dream in the details. Like if God's put that vision in you for something bigger, like it's okay to say how you want it to look. It's okay for you to dream in the details. It's okay for you to say, I want my life to look this way. I only want to work two days a week or four days a week. I want to be able to to do this kind of thing with my family. I want to be able to give in this way. You know, and we had all of those dreams. Our when we were in ministry, we never felt like our money was our own. And it's it's not our own still, it's God's. And and that shift came later. But the idea that when someone is funding you, you always feel like you're beholden to them or like there's judgments and there were judgments involved in how we spent things and how we invested things. And part of the freedom of having our own business was that God was bringing that money in. And now we get to choose with only God to answer to for what we do for that. And that gave us huge freedom to be able to say, okay, what does God want us to do? Not what does somebody in another country want us to do, (laughs) you know, and Mm -hmm. it it was just so, it was so freeing that now the Lord has taught us how to see that money as a tool to do his work. Like it's no longer a worth statement. It's no longer, you know, 
you are, you're worth X or you're whatever, like what, what we're worth is in what we're doing for the Lord now. And the money is a tool that we get to use to do that. And so when, when that shift came, it really opened up so many more possibilities because now I can look at the vision he's given me with all the details and say, how do I use these resources, including the tool of money to make that happen, to make that vision a reality that the Lord has put in my heart. And the ministry opportunities have just overflowed from that willingness to say, Lord, you gave us this, everything we own is his. We came to, we came to Mexico to Campeche with 15 suitcases to our name, three little babies and another one, you know, two weeks from being born (laughs) and the house, the bookcase behind me, like everything we own, God has given and just brought those dreams to life. And if he can do it for us, I know he can do it for you. That's so exciting to hear what's happening and how after the first of the year, your very first apartment's going to open up. And it's just, I love how you said dream in the details. Mm-hmm. Is that how you worded it? Dream with the details. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really cool. I've never thought about that before. I've never thought that before. And I know God calls us not to be double-minded. Like if we say, well, okay, I kind of want that, or I, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. Lord, but being obedient. And oftentimes we'll say, you know, your will be done, but I love how you're encouraging us to, to just be bold with the Lord and he knows what we want and desire. And if it lines up with his will and, you know, and his purposes and plans that he's good to have that conversation, you know, he, it's like a partnership too. It's really a cool thing. And you know how the word also says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all else will be given unto you. And it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not only talking, you know, about money, but it's talking about the things that, that will like provision, like God's providence, God's provision. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, doing good things with the funds that he has put in your hands yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's another illustration that I, I like to use, you know, a lot of times you say, well, I'm, I'm waiting on God to tell me, or, oh, I got to wait on the Lord for this, or I got to, you know, and I think a lot of times we get hung up in the waiting without realizing that we already have at our disposal, everything we need for life and godliness. He says that in his word, I've given unto you all things that pertain to life and godliness, right? If you lack the wisdom, ask me. But you've already got everything you need to do life and godliness and life includes your business and life includes your relationships, right? And I think a lot of times we get hung up on those waiting verses where, you know, waiting on the Lord means communing with the Lord, really. Mm. And, and, but we, we tend to take it too literal sometimes, I think. And like, what if we just walked into the kitchen? Like if, if you think about life as God's kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. And everything in the kitchen is at your disposal because you're the, you're the kid, you're the heir of this household. You can have anything you want in the kitchen and this is good. And that is good. And there's all kinds of great choices. And daddy's just standing there saying, which one do you want? Right? Like there's not, there's not often a right or wrong necessarily when we're waiting on God to show us, he's just wanting you to make a choice so he can make it happen in your life. And I, I think that's where, at least with a lot of the clients that I work with, that's where we get hung up. And, you know, if it's something God doesn't want you to do, I believe he's big enough to shut that door if you're moving in the wrong direction, but you got to be moving (laughs) to direct it, you know? Yes. 
<laughs> taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Yeah. Well, I love how you brought that out because we do sometimes forget that we're God's kids. We are children of God. Yeah. And I love how you talked about it being like God's kitchen, you know, where we can go in there and he has all these good things and that he does um, desire to bless his kids. And and it, it's just yeah. so precious to think of that. And so, and I know that you are such a wonderful coach and your heart is to help others to bring out their message in a way that God has given it to them to share and you help mentor people and show them how they can do courses and different things like that. But I think, you know, as we have talked before, that some struggle with being paid for things. Yes. So could you talk a little bit about that, Katie? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I talk to my, my clients about how to grow their business or how to grow a ministry that they want to have that will still pay for itself, because let's face it, even the nonprofits are making money. They have to pay someone to run those nonprofits, right? When you think about this as God owning the business, all right, people say, Jesus is my co-pilot. No, he should be your pilot. God, you know, God is my CEO. No, absolutely not. He should be the owner. You're the CEO. And so if you can think about business as something where God is the owner and he has chosen you on purpose to be the CEO of this business, of this company, like you don't choose a CEO for a company without knowing that they're capable, without trusting their abilities, without understanding that you are intentionally putting things under their management, right? This is what God has done for you when he put this business in your lap. He chose you to do this. He, he put the capabilities in you. And if you doubt that, 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, faithful is he that called you who also will do it. He called you to this. He's promising to do it through you. All you have to do is be willing to be that channel, right? And so if he's the owner and he trusts you and he puts you in this position to do this work and says, if you don't know how to do it, I'll do it through you, like that should give you all the confidence in the world, but you can't run any business for any period of time without making a profit. And so if you're always giving your profits away, you're going to run the business into the ground and you're not going to be CEO for long because he's going to go find somebody else who is a better manager of the resources of this company to be able to grow it. Mm. And so I think that, you know, as believers, we don't have, like people don't have any right to demand things of you for free, just because you're a believer, your work is just as valuable as someone else's. And if you do that work in an honorable way with integrity, and according to the principles of scripture, then you should be worth even more than the people of the world who don't work with that integrity. And that's my passion is to raise up these people that I'm working with to be that preferred choice in the marketplace because of not because of their business, it can be any business, but because of the way they do their business, the way we show God in our business is what's going to bring more people to you and want to work with you. And you can't do that if you're not charging prices that pay for the worker that pay for the resources, that pay for the expenses of the business. You can't grow it without being on top of that. And I think, you know, even Paul, he did ministry. Absolutely. But where did he do it? He did it in the market. He was making tents. 
He was doing his work in the market so he could have conversations as he was working. He was doing his work in the market where he sold things. (laughs) He sold what he made to make money, even as he was evangelizing those people that were standing all around him. I don't know why we seem to think that in this day and age, we have to do it differently. Mm -hmm. Your work is absolutely valuable and you should be paid and you should be able to manage those resources, that tool of money to continue to grow this business. So you can reach more people with the message God has given you and equip more people to do their work in the kingdom so that this thing can grow for the glory of God. So good. So good, Katie. That is an excellent analogy and how you brought out all of the things, you know, that God wants to do in and through us and that we're the CEO And he's the owner of our businesses or whatever we're doing. And I think someone needed to hear that today because they might be hesitant about charging what really the value that they bring to the table. But the more that, and it's not just about money, 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 but the more that you bring in by the value you're giving out, the more you can invest in kingdom work. And, you know, and that's what you're doing. You're encouraging, inspiring, and equipping, which is so important. I think that part is just, you know, it's it's like a discipleship model when you can equip other people because what they're doing in the workplace and in their businesses is an opportunity to speak to people they've never even would have had an opportunity to speak to. And share God's truth and integrity too. I love how you talked about that. And so um, share a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis with your clients. It's, it's, I find it fascinating and I love to hear about that. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to. So we, our main program right now is called master teacher accelerator. And so if you're an expert who has a course as part of your business model, or you're, you're wanting to have a course, um, what we do is, is take your take of the current course that you have and help you figure out how to improve it both for your content for your the curriculum aspect of it because that's my background is um, a master's degree in education curriculum development so the the curriculum then we look at the copy meaning like the marketing and how your content is presented um, both in you know before the course and during the program and then we look at the overall student experience because as a teacher, I know that if a student's not safe, he's not going to learn. And we also know that there's a lot of psychological things that happen with, in terms of love languages and learning styles and things like that. And so experience has to be 50% of the success of your program, right? And so we work with these, cor- these experts who have courses to teach their skill or their message to be able to improve that program and to be able to... Um, create even a high ticket program, right? A lot of us are underselling. A lot of us are selling programs at 97 or 297, even 497 that should be $1,000, $2,000, $5,000 programs. And one of my areas of expertise is being able to look at that and say, well, if we added this, if you did this different, if we changed the experience to be this way, it could be a high ticket program. And here's how to leverage what you've got, the assets that you have to be able to make a bigger impact and to be able to serve more people. And so helping those course creators scale their income 
with a higher ticket offer doesn't mean we don't serve down here with a lower price, but it gives us time freedom and money freedom, those tools again that we're talking about, to be able to think clearly and have the resources to grow the mass market product on the bottom level and also to be able to have a deeper level of mentorship with the ones we're working with on the high ticket end. And so that's what Master Teacher Accelerator does in a a six-month program. And then um, we also have a mastermind and some other free classes and things that we do, but that's the basis of it is helping you get your message to the world so someone else can be equipped to do what they were created to do. That's exciting. And people may not realize that they have the the knowledge and expertise to be able to create a course that they could teach someone something that they know and teach it well. And of course, teach it even better because they're going to ask you how to do it better. But (laughs) I love that too, because in those courses, those things are continually going on. You can set it up and you might have to go back and tweak things every now and then, but but it pretty much runs on its own, right? Well, there's different kinds of courses. You can have the DIY that is sort of a running on its own. And and if you set up your launches the right way, you can even have that sort of running automatically where people come in through a free gift and then they get nurtured through an email sequence or a class or something, and then get offered the option to buy your course and just Mm -hmm. do it completely on your own. Community is one of our core values in our business. And so one of the things that really lights me up about creating these high ticket offers is that usually there's an aspect of community that we can plug into your high ticket offer that will get you even better results and a deeper mentorship opportunity with those people. And so plugging that in might look like a group coaching call every so often, or it might look mean a private Facebook group just for those people in that pro. So then that's more of a do it with you Mm. program. Right. And then the last one is not really a course so much as a service where it might be like a done for you Mm. program. And so um, as you're coming in and getting onboarded into the master teacher program, we help you figure out which one of those makes the most sense to concentrate on first. And then once you've run through at a time, then we get to look at, okay, do we continue this way or do we want to build out one of those? I'll tell you that that is fabulous for one thing, because you are helping other people help other people. And it's just, it's a trickle down effect to where it just, it spreads. And I, I work in my church office and let me tell you, when someone runs their business well and runs it with integrity, they have the ability then and the resources to um, contribute to foundations and things that can bless the ministry work. You know, when checks come in and, and it's like, wow, this is just a gift from God. You know, this is a gift from God that this, you know, foundation sent us because there are people out there that are investing wisely and creating business plans that are with integrity and excellence and godliness and the things that you were saying that the word says we already have. So it is it is a blessing to be able to, to be like, wow, to be a giver. It is a blessing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, and I can remember in our ministry days, having to raise our own funds to buy a couple dozen chairs for the church plant, you know, and Mm -hmm. this summer, because of the business God has given us, um, we were at a Christian camp and they needed chairs and tables for the next group coming in because it was bigger than the last one. And we were just like, great, where can we get them, you know, and able to 
go and provide that need. Now, you know, being on the giving end instead of the receiving end. And it just, it feels amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that where you can just say, how can we help you? Yeah. you know, how much? What can we do? How can I help? Yeah. Yeah. What can we do? And that that's so cool. I love that. You know, and people really don't question when you take a college course and the expense that an education is in in school, you know, for a course that might just go for six to eight weeks and might not be a course that you can retake over and over once you buy it, you know, or something, you know, so it, it's, I think it's just our perspective, isn't it? It is a lot of perspective. And it's, it's also about how you, you know, that's the copy piece, the curriculum, the copy and the experience, right? That's the copy piece. We, we talk about copy in terms of the wording or the languaging that we're using when you're presenting an invitation, right? And I don't call them, I don't, I call them offers sometimes. I don't really call them you know, I don't like the word selling, but it's an invitation because it's not about me. God's going to take care of me, whether you buy my course or not. Right. But God has given me the ability to help you grow your income through courses in this way. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to not tell you about the transformation that's possible for you and your business and your impact. If you were to join this program, but I'm also not going to talk about it out of desperation right? Because God's got me. (laughs) He's proven that over and over and over again in our story. So I can make this invitation for you to join the program so I can help you help more people without any kind of feeling of pressure, because I also know God's bringing the ones in who need me and the ones who, you know, don't jive or the ones who don't feel like this is the right time. Like he's got somebody else that's going to help them. This is, you know, God is, God is never surprised about any of this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so that, that copy or that leveraging is, is just, this is how I help you. It's not about me. Like you're not buying me. You're not paying, you know, it's not about you paying me as much as it is about me being able to help you with the gifts God given me so that you can be all you are made to be, to do what you're supposed to do in the kingdom. Yeah. Right. And so when you can have that kind of mental shift in your copy to where it's all about the person who's buying then you're going to make a lot more sales. (laughs) You're going to get a lot more people into your programs or buying your product because it's about them. Yeah. That reminds me, you know, when you have, when you do like a speaker one sheet, like on the one sheet, I used to think it was telling all about me, but it's not. When I took, I took Mary Snyder's course. It was awesome. And it's about what can I do for your audience? What can I do for your women? how do I want them to feel when they leave or what action do I want them to be able to be equipped to take once they leave an event? And, and it's so important because we're not in it to be just, you know, if you're a speaker, it's not just to be an inspirational speaker. I mean, you want to inspire people, but you want to, you want to bring the message that God has given you to bring about transformation, right? some kind of transformation. And that I think is what makes it different than speakers, you know, like in the world that are not real. It's not about the message. It's about just the business end of it. And God's really kind of not in it, but you know, so I love what you're doing so much. Are you still involved in the other, the curriculum we are still mentors in the homeschool in the the Spanish homeschool space. 
Um, we closed down our, our physical materials curriculum this year um, to be able to focus more on the mentoring, the speaking and things. Uh, and one of our, one of the coaches that has grown with our business and that we've trained to, to coach the mamas in our, our homeschool club is actually taking over the homeschool club from here on out and making it her thing. And so we're really, really excited about what God is doing there and just allowing us to continue to mentor a lot of, you know, the homeschool world has changed so much in the last 11 years and so much is online now and there's, there's distribution issues and shipping issues. And just, um, it was, it was time to close the physical store. We still got materials on Amazon and things and still very much involved in that, but really excited about how, what God's going to do in this next season for that homeschool ministry. Nice. And it, it, it's such a joy, I'm sure to for you to see those who go through your course, those who are doing things like that, just kind of flying with God's grace and just doing whatever he's calling them to do and walking in their calling. So you're helping people walk in their fierce calling. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's awesome. So how can the listener connect with you if they want to know more about all of these things and maybe want to want to reach out to you? How would they do that, Katie? So the best place to reach us is on our website, handprintlegacy.com, um, because no matter what you do, you're making a mark on this generation and the ones to come. So handprintlegacy.com has got a lot of our connection info. Um, and then we also have a free course, Business with God. If you'd like to take that, um, you can put the, sh- the link in the nice. show notes. I love that so much. And just the whole legacy, the handprint, that. That's awesome. I love it. It's just, it touches the heart, you know, so deeply when you hear that. But I love what you're doing, Katie. And it's been such a joy to have you on the show. And I just look forward to seeing more things. And you're also on Instagram, right? I am. It's Katie Horner on Instagram. Katie Horner on Instagram. I'll put that on there because you're, you're posting photos of the things that are coming to pass. Yes. And I are. think it would be an exciting for the woman who's listening, you know, to follow you and to see those things coming to pass. And I saw that you had posted the the image of what the home would mm-hmm. look like. And it's just, it's really cool things happening yeah. there. So well, praise God. And I hope to have you back on the show again sometime. That would be fun. It'd be an honor. Thank you. All right, friend. Well, you take care and I just, I'll put everything in the show notes and um, hopefully you will hear some from some people who were blessed by this episode. So yeah, leave a comment in the show notes um, so that we can hear about how Katie's message today blessed you. And so Katie, thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon, friend. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. And I hope friend that you realize that your work is absolutely valuable and what you earn can be reinvested in kingdom work. And it's okay to be paid for the work that you do and for those dreams and visions that God has given you. And then you can give it back to him and reinvest the assets he entrusts to you back into his kingdom work. There were some great quotes from the show. I love when Katie said, God plants those desires in your heart so that he can fulfill them someday in the future. She also reminds us to dream with the details. 
And waiting on the Lord means communing with the Lord, really. And how she told us that God is the owner of our businesses and ministries, and he has chosen you and I on purpose to be the CEO. So let's do our part and partner with him and be a really good CEO because he has chosen us. And that is a really high honor and how humbling and privileged we are. And you can connect with Katie at handprintlegacy.com. And I'll have all the links in the show notes. Check out her podcast for your success podcast with Katie Horner and her free business course, Business with God. Plus, grab her book, Faith Like Flamingos, the Christian business guide to walking out your faith in bold color. It's awesome. So friends, I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, listen in to us on the Edify app and have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.